Welcome to Mox on the Mic, your exclusive look into all things Chattanooga athletics. Here's your host, Chris Goforth. Spring sports season getting underway. We decided we would talk a little tennis this week. Chad Camper, he is the women's tennis coach. He'll be with us coming up in a few. Chuck Merzbacher is the men's tennis coach. We'll get to him on today's podcast as well. And before we finish, we're going to get an update on the Mox Club's 1500 campaign. Ryan Jones is going to join us uh, before we get out of here today. We'll do that coming up in a bit. Let's start first, though, with Chad Camper. Chad is the women's tennis coach here at Chattanooga. His squad off to a 2-0 start. They got wins this past weekend over both Jacksonville State and MTSU, and he's kind enough to spend a few minutes with us on Mox on the Mic. Coach, I know you guys have already got a little bit of action uh, underway. You, you're coming off a nice win over uh, Middle Tennessee State over the weekend. Tell us a little bit about that. Give us a recap. Yeah, Friday, yeah, we, we defeated Jacksonville State and, and first match of the year, and that's always a little nerving. I don't care if you're a senior or a freshman, that first match back is the nerves really get. But we got up on doubles and did well. And then, yeah, yesterday we – same thing. The doubles was just an absolute battle. And uh, our number one doubles team, Callie Billman and Jesse Young, just uh, got up and then got down and then just got up in the breaker and we were able to get the doubles points. So, yeah, that's, those are two really great wins for the program. And uh, the women really worked hard this summer and in the fall, and it's, it's paying off. I'm really proud of them. Well, you've got Alabama coming up uh, at the end of the month. A little bit about the, you know, going to Tuscaloosa and, and taking on a team like that out of the uh, Southeastern Conference. Yeah, I mean, Alabama is obviously a, a very good uh, tennis program. I'm in the Power Five, and you, it, it's really you play matches like that to line yourself up and, and see what kind of damage you can do. I feel like we're a dangerous team if we just be, put ourselves in the right opportunities. And, and really, college tennis has so many levels, and it's good to expose the players to that. Talk about the Southern Conference a little bit on the women's side and just kind of how you see this conference uh, shaping up and, and who's the team to beat? Yeah, usually every year Furman's the team to beat, and that's probably the same same this year. But, I mean, everyone's good. It's funny. every It's my sixth season, and every time we get better, so does everyone else, it seems like. So it's a very – I mean, in the SOCON, uh, the women's tennis is very strong conference, and, I mean, they there's a lot of – there's a lot of great matches all year long. You kind of watch your, your SOCON partners take out some pretty big programs and you just wait to see how it comes together. This year's is probably the biggest mystery to me than any year I've been here. The fall was kind of rough for you guys from the standpoint of you were able to play some, you had some events that had to be canceled. what did you learn about your team uh, over the course of the fall semester? Yeah, no, you're exactly right. Uh, usually in the fall, I, I don't think I've actually ever been rained out of a fall event, and it happened twice and pretty almost back-to-back weekends. But, but just um, being tough, I mean, we had to make some adjustments. We had to schedule uh, you know, a tournament the last minute, and they're, they're kind of long days. But it kind of conditions for, for college tennis, which can be, which can be a grind and, and be tough. But my lineup's kind of been a little bit everywhere. And, um, but, you, you know, the, the stars kind of shine at the top, and so it's, but we saw a lot of tennis to play this spring. So it'll be interesting to see how it all falls out, but I do have 10 girls all on the team that really root for each other there for each other. And, and they're all like the last two matches, all 10 engaged in the match and cheering on their teammates. And 
that's how you, I mean, when you win a match four or three or even a tight five, two, everybody counts. And I really think that happened this weekend. Tell me a little bit about your freshman class. You're, uh, you're bringing in and your expectations for this group. Yeah. Nicole Abel's doing a, a great job. Uh, she just kind of came in and she's a no nonsense player. She comes in, you know, real professional and, um, and works hard every day. And, uh, it was funny. It took like three weeks, I think, till I finally saw a bad practice out of her. And I said, is this you playing bad? She's like, yeah. I'm like, okay, well, if it's once every three weeks, I can deal with that. And, but she's doing a great job. Still kind of learning the doubles Coco Bossman out of the Netherlands is, is still kind of learning college tennis and she's done a great job so far and a, and a pretty good fall and, and keep pushing forward. And, and then Jada young, uh, will have some playing time this spring that she's the sister of Jesse young and, just kind of figuring college tennis out and what you need to do to, to get in that lineup and, and help the program. Where's the strength of your program right now? I think the unity of the players. I think the 10 ladies really coming together and, and cheering one because it's competitive, right? Just like any sport, you're playing time and then to turn around and, and cheer for your, for your teammates, I think is important. I mean, our doubles is always strong, but uh, you know, this early in the year, you're just trying to get four points to win that match. And as a coach, I'll take it from wherever I can get it. Emma Van He is is Emma your only senior? Yeah, she's a fifth year senior. Yeah, so she she got the extra year with the COVID. So, how important is she having somebody that has been through this, that has been through this battle numerous numerous times in the past, to have her out there? Yeah, she's quite the veteran, and and she does an amazing job in the classroom. She's a four every semester, and and she is. Uh, I not only not only just a leader on the team, but I know she helps tutor and do other things. So she's she is kind of the example of what we want our student athletes to you know to be like. And uh, but though yesterday beating Middle Tennessee, that's I think the first time in her career that we've been able to get a win over them. So that that was special to her. And and she had kind of a tough fall, and she's really come in sophisticated and doing doing a great job so far. We talked about Jesse Young last year and kind of the impact that she made stepping in. Uh, as a freshman and, and having some success, how much improvement have you seen in her from a, a year ago until now? It's funny you say that because I just feel like I noticed that yesterday. She just really knows how and when to step up when it's time. And and also, I don't really need to coach her a lot, which which I, I don't know if that's a good thing or not. But she really does when it's time. She steps up and 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 not only just for her doubles partner or, or the singles court, but she'll just. She won a really quick singles match yesterday and, and, you know, grabbed her water bottle and started cheering for the team. And, and again, a good example of what, you know, the younger girls can look at as being good teammates. This sophomore class, well, this, this group of underclassmen, your freshmen and sophomores, very critical to your success this year, are they not? Yeah, we have to keep training them and keep working with them and uh, not only just their weaknesses, but their strengths, which is something I've been trying to focus on a little more this season. And um, cause again, it's a very competitive team and, and then you're even looking into next year and you're recruiting and you want to build them so they can be the future leaders of the team. And I think they definitely have the head for it. It's just kind of putting it all together on the court when it's time. Who has been, who's been a surprise for you? Has there been one? Yeah, Nicole Abel, for sure. I mean, she came in and um, just from day one, just did an amazing job and, and, and just you know, doesn't complain, just comes out, gets the work done and, and 
Uh, even yesterday, she lost a singles match against a very good player at Middle Tennessee State. And, you know, she again grabbed her towel and we talked about it for a second, went on and cheered for the team. So, and even uh, Friday, she had a tough doubles loss and then came out and, and got the doubles, helped us get the doubles point against Middle Tennessee. So that's, those are little things that don't seem big when I seem like I speak into a mic, but as freshmen to be able to, because everybody loses, it's what you do about it that matters. And, and Nicole is doing a good job at that. How much are you able to fix, correct, teach during a match, or is it m- more things that have to be done on the back end after it's over? Yeah, probably I speak for every sport when I say the better you get, it's the, the tiny things that are really important. So uh, maybe one day I'll have to put a mic on myself and hear what I say, but it's usually <laughs> really, it's probably really little things that don't seem terribly important to someone, but I find to be very important, but then we work on, you know, as a coach, you, you kind of lay there at night at the end of the day and you think of all the things you need to do to help your players, but you got to do that on the practice court. Cause there's a lot of instincts and, and just the way they play and you don't want to get in their head too much in a match. So you kind of fix that on the practice court, but it is truly the little things that make you successful. Coach, appreciate the time as always. Great visiting with you. Yeah, Chris, thank you so much. Hey, thanks to Chad for hanging out with us. Now let's uh, check in with Chuck Mersbacher, the men's tennis coach at Chattanooga. We'll get an update on how his guys have done so far and what is to come for Mox Tennis. Coach, as always, appreciate the time. Uh, always enjoy when we get a chance to, to catch up a little bit. Let's talk before we get into how things have gone for you so far, kind of bring us up to date. Look, weather's been an issue. It's cold outside. How much work have you guys been able to get in of late? Well, we've been inside. Um, we practice, uh, over at Macaulay. Um, and when we have the, uh, weather like this and so, you know, we've been okay. Uh, played our match on Friday, last Friday inside as well. So, um, we, we pretty much expect January to be, you know, mainly inside. Um, but, uh, you know, we're, we're definitely an outdoor team. We're definitely, you know, the season is supposed to be outside for us. So, uh, um, so yeah, today, today might be our first day to, to be out since, uh, since the semester started. You guys had a really strong fall semester. It felt like, uh, are you seeing some of that confidence that was developed in the fall? Are you seeing some of that carryover? Yeah. I mean, I think our doubles is, is always been solid and we are, you know, <clears throat> I, I assume you're talking more about the, the, you know, the San Diego event that we qualified for and uh, the national, the national championships there and, and, uh, our doubles play, but yeah, definitely singles. Um, the guys had a great fall and, uh, and, uh, I think they, they, they really came in probably in the best shape that I've seen them, um, since I've been here, uh, you know, dealing obviously with COVID breaks and all that, but we're, we, I feel like we're in, we're in the best shape that we've been. Um, now it's just about getting the matches. So we just need to line up and get the matches in. And um, I think we're going to, you know, it'll be a good year. You guys have played one match already. That was against Jacksonville State. Uh, tell us a, a little bit about that and, and kind of how it went. Yeah, we lost a tight one, three, four, won the doubles point, And we had uh, four first sets in the singles that we had we, uh, um, that we won. And 
we just didn't close out some matches that to get that fourth point. Um, and, uh, you know, di- disappointing mainly for the guys and then, then really anything else, just, uh, they competed pretty well. And they're, um, I think we were, we looked real fit and real strong, just maybe not as match tough as, um, that we will be later on, but, uh, you know, definitely like one of that match like that, a team that can probably win their conference right off the bat. It was you know, good, a good challenge. Nothing, nothing that we can't, uh, more that we can build on. Coming up, you guys have got a, uh, man, a, a really interesting stretch here where you go to Virginia tech, you get Belmont at home. Six days later, you go to Hattiesburg, Mississippi to face Southern Miss. Talk a little bit about the schedule you've put together. Uh, looks highly competitive. Yeah. Tell us about the schedule and, and kind of what you expect. Yeah, I think it's a mean-looking schedule in a, in a good way, right? This, these guys are – every match that we play, um, they're going to – we're really going to have to, you know, get uh, – we're going to have to compete at every spot. Every, every doubles point will be big. Every match is going to be important. We've talked about this with the team. Um, you know, every set we play, every game we play, um, we're going to really need it. So I think uh, the schedule is challenging enough for them that when we get into the SOCON that, I, you know, we'll, we'll be pretty matched up by then. And, and, uh, um, and uh, thanks for noticing because I do. I was, it's probably one of the toughest schedules I put together. Yeah, look, and some of these early matches for you guys, it's kind of about even though you know your kids pretty well by this point, but it's still about trying to figure things out, isn't it? And and, yeah. and sort of seeing how they respond in in different situations. Yeah, 100% correct there. I think he um we've got um some young guys that are just needing the matches, like you said, figuring out stuff to really just reflect on, Hey, in this match, this went well, maybe some things didn't go well. Let's, let's, let's clean that up and let's get back to the next match, see where it goes from there. And I think, you know, this is the fun part of coaching because you have, um, you know, real life reflection on your matches versus just practice. And, uh, and so I think um, this you're hundred percent correct. It's it's, this is where you're really starting to roll up the sleeves and figure out, let guys develop, you know, um, unfortunately part of the developing is, you know, you, you have, you fall short sometimes, but, but as long as, um, you figure some stuff out you can and get people going in the right direction. And, and, uh, so this is the fun part for me, you know, and I think, uh, uh but you're right. It's, it's figuring a lot out. Give us a quick rundown of the conference and uh, and how you see things playing out in the Southern Conference. Probably the same as they have been for since I've been here almost five years now. It's ETSU very strong, really more of the national uh, uh, strong. You know they can pl- they can play with anyone. Um, right behind them would be Furman, and then I would say there's a group of us Mercer and ourselves that are um, chomping at the bit there, maybe Sanford, um, that would be, you know, right, fighting for that third third spot. Um, but uh, the league is strong. Tennis is, tennis is pretty strong in our conference. So, you know, we, we always, no matter who we play, top to bottom of the league, it's going to be close. 
you've got a young team. I think you've got two seniors. Um, you do have some experience though. And I know you got to be excited about some of these young guys, but when you're dealing with a team that is still only has two seniors, where are you finding that leadership? Can you talk about who has stepped into those roles? I think at the top of our lineup, you know, Tomas is a great leader and Kareem is a great leader. Um, and, and Simon uh, LeBay, um, is, is, is emerging as a leader as well. And I, I think, uh, those guys, especially at the top of the lineup, um, that's where you, you really want it to come from. And, um, so those guys are doing a great job with that. And, and then the young guys are, 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 they, they're a hardworking bunch. I mean, I, I, I can't be more pleased with, um, our young guys and, and how hard they work and how committed they are. And, you know, they're all in. And I think that's, as a coach, that's all you can really ask. They're, 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 they're all in and, and, and they're, they're doing everything they can. Can you talk a little bit about, if I'm correct here, you've got one freshman on your roster. Can you talk a little bit about him and, and kind of the development and what you're seeing? Ryan, uh, Ryan Mudre is from Columbus, Ohio, and he was a top 100 recruit in his class. Um, we, we recruited him during that, the COVID where you really couldn't even hardly visit campus, right? So um, he, he signed with us. Um, I knew his dad. His dad is uh, my age and, and played college tennis up in Ohio at Bowling Green. And uh, he's a smart player really, really smart player. And he's a very, very good competitor. And, and he really is the future um, coming up. He's played doubles against Jacksonville State, played great. But I see, I see him playing in the singles. Um, he's a lefty. And uh, he's, he just doesn't go away. Smart, smart player, tough player, plays every point hard. Um, and, uh, yeah, the future is bright for Ryan. What's the biggest challenge for a kid coming in uh, and trying to adjust to tennis at the division one level? I think the physical part, you know, it's uh, you're playing guys that in, in, in the juniors, you're playing kids that you're your age, high school, your age. And so you get to college and, you know, you might play a, a 25 year old guy from the Czech Republic in your first match, you know, and you're only 18 years old. He's seven years older than you. So, um, uh, it's, that's a, that's the reason why you have the weight room. And, um, and I think that, that it's really just way more physical, you know, things are coming back that normally didn't come back on the court. You know, you might, your best shots are now being returned and, uh, and your best serves are, are coming back. And I think, you know, especially for Ryan being the only freshman and, and, uh, um, for him, you know, he's just learning that, but he's, uh, he's surrounded by guys that are helping him get there. And, and so, but that's, that's really the main thing I see with the freshmen. Tomas, Peyton, Kareem, we've talked about these guys before. Yeah. I mean, these guys, I mean, they're, they, they, it's, they're what we built the program around when I first got here. Those are my first guys that I brought in and, um, you know, you, I lean on them in so many ways just for the fact that, uh, um, you know, when I'm, I'm a one man show, so they, they can hold down the leadership role. If I'm on court six, they're on one and two, 
you know, these guys, these guys got each other and, and, and I really count on them uh, immensely. And, and uh, I couldn't ask for better guys to, to build this program with. Coach, appreciate the time as always. I'm sure we'll uh, talk to you again as we go through the season, but great to visit. Thanks, Chris, for everything. Appreciate everything. Thanks to Coach Mersbacher for being with us as well. Ryan Jones is going to join us now. Ryan uh, is head of the Mox Club, and uh, we met with him, I guess it was back in the fall, about the Mox Club 1500 campaign uh, with 1,500 members in the Mox Club. That was the goal for Ryan, and we need to get an update on how that has gone. So uh, for more on the Mox Club and the membership drive, Here's our conversation with Ryan Jones. Ryan, great to catch up with you again. Last time we spoke, it was all about the Mox Club trying to get to 1,500 members. That was the uh, that was the goal that you took on when you stepped into your role. Bring us up to date and uh, give us a, a little bit of tally in terms of uh, where we are with Mox Club members now. Absolutely, Chris. Well, <clears throat> seems just like yesterday we sat down, even prior to football season, to talk and. It's hard to believe, you know, we're, we're, we're starting off this new calendar year in 2022 and um, we're starting off on a great footing. Um, you know, much kudos to our Mox Club staff, in particular, Neil Farrell for his diligent work, you know, Mark Wharton with his vision. Um, we were able to eclipse that 1500 mark um, to get the most members ever um, in UTC athletics history into our, uh, into our annual fund. And so we ended up at 1,517 which year over year turns out to be about a 220% membership increase in one year, which are numbers that I haven't seen uh, at a lot of places. So I think that's something a lot of folks that are, that are mocks uh, should be really, really proud of. And, you know, ultimately, um, you know, I think the, the, the big kudos goes to the donors uh, themselves for, for, for stepping up and, answering the call and and uh, being able to help uh, get other people involved. I mean, we had a we had a lot of first time donors that we're looking to retain for this upcoming year. But other than that, we had a lot of folks that really stepped up and kind of became advocates for us on our behalf out in the community, which uh, kind of turned into a little bit of a grassroots effort. And so that, that, that's something that was really inspiring to see and and really got behind that philanthropic charge of uh, providing the best uh, possible student athlete experience for our young people here. 200% growth, right? So you can do that every year. I mean, you've done it once. So, uh, you know, we know what the expectations are going into next year, right? Yes, sir. Hey, it's a, you know, and I, I, Neil and I keep talking about this, but it's a, it's step one and, you know, it's a big step one, but um, the, the, the 1500 mocks is really kind of the first step in, in kind of an overall five-year picture for us and, and, and kind of where we want to be. And so um, first quarter of next fiscal year, which will be sometime July, August, um, we're going to be releasing kind of a five-year uh, strategic vision along with Mark just to talk a little bit more about, you know, who do we want to be and where do we want to go with this? I mean, this is such a huge accomplishment, and it really provides the foundation of where we where, where we are now and where we want to go. Um, you know, I think the big message here is this is a huge deal. I mean, this has never happened before, but it's not pause for us to, to, to stop. I mean, if anything, it's, it's more of a how, how can we motivate ourselves to get more people involved at, 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 at any level and just continue to get to continue to retain the folks that have been involved with us 
And um, as I said, when I talked to you for the first time, when I, when I got here, there's just something about this place um, that, that, that where the uh, potential is limitless. And that is for sure. Look, I'll I'll save at, you know, the obvious question is, well, what's next? I'll save that because uh, we'll get to that later when, when you guys are ready to talk about it. But in the meantime, uh, you're still accepting new members into the Mox Club. So um, th- this isn't like some sort of deal where they shut the door and nobody else can get in. Here you go. Absolutely. Sales pitch. Put it out there. <laughs> Folks may be listening to this that aren't a part of the Mox Club but want to be. How do they join? What do they do? Yeah, absolutely. I th- and, you know, I, I, I still believe this, you know, even when we first talked. I mean, if you're looking to make an impact in a community where we believe we're a boat that can, that, 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 that can kind of help lift all tides, um, we're the spot to do that. I mean, at the end of the day, we're here to help our young people. And, you know, there's not a bigger calling than that. The parking, the benefits, all that's great. But at the end of the day is we're, we're, we're trying to build a holistic Division One FCS athletic department here. And I think we took a giant first step in, in getting to 1,500, over 1,500 members. Um, like you said, Chris, we're not done yet. And, and so, um, ironically, this week we'll be releasing our renewals uh, electronically for folks so to, to start committing for this upcoming year. Um, we've got a lot of great momentum right now behind our men's basketball team. We have women's basketball team that's on a four-game win streak in the conference. Um, we've got football signing day coming up next week, which I think we're all really excited about. Um, so there's a lot of opportunities to get involved, but at the core of, of, of being a mock if you're about impacting young people and about them having a great experience like you had here at UTC, there's not a better avenue to do that and also combining your passion for athletics. Ryan, appreciate the time. As always, congratulations. And, uh, man, I'm, I'm looking forward to the next time we talk and, uh, and hearing about what's coming next. <laughs> yes, sir. We'll, have, uh, we'll definitely have some big plans coming up. But uh, that just, again, just, just thank you to, to everybody, all the listeners, and just thank you to everybody that – committed to 1500 mocks. It's a, it's truly a humbling, um, accomplishment to be a part of. And, 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 you know, I've been doing this nine, 10 years now. It's definitely, um, the, the, one of the more successful is not the most successful thing I've been a part of. So just kudos to Mox nation and, and, and everybody involved with us. Well, congratulations to Ryan and his squad and everybody in the Mox club for making such a huge impact and such a big difference in the lives of student athletes at Chattanooga. Thanks to Coach uh, Camper, Coach Mersbacher for being with us this week. Thanks to you for being here as well. Special thank you, as always, to our producer, Tate Johnson, for doing such an outstanding job in making everything go forward this week. Hang on. We'll be back with you again next week. Make sure you tell a friend, subscribe, rate, and review. Share it on social media. Let folks know about Mox on the Mic. We'll be back with you again next week. Until then, so long, everybody. And go Mox. Thanks for listening to Mox on the Mic. Please remember to rate, subscribe, and review. And we'll see you again soon.